Hey, before we get to the show, Dane here from The Spare Bedroom. I just want to say this was a completely new experience for us, and because of that, unfortunately, there were some audio issues, and the audio does sound pretty blown out. I did what I could. I tried to make it as usable as I could, but unfortunately, at times, we do still sound like we're coming out of a 1920s radio. Uh, but please understand this was a new experience, and the next time it will be better. And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show and the double double. All right. Hello and welcome to the Double Double Podcast, our first live podcast. Quiet down. <laughs> uh, no, you can go. Woo! Nice. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you for being patient. Uh, we are genuinely excited to be here. For those of you watching on Twitch right now or those of you listening later, this is our first experiment with a live episode. And we are... Uh, really, really pumped. Uh, we're currently at the Canyon Meadows Theater. Thank you so much for having us here. Um, this is going to be a wonderful night full of delight um, and minimal frights. Uh, first things first, let's introduce the fellows on the Double Double Podcast. My name is Josh Groon. I am your host uh, for the evening uh, and for every episode because I said I wanted to be a host. Uh, it doesn't really change much on the podcast. It just makes me feel good about myself. Um, sitting next to me, uh, we got Jordan. Jordan, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm, I got uh, my outfit on from yesterday. Halloween's officially over. It's Christmas. That's why I'm Lloyd. Lloyd Christmas. Ah, fantastic. I love the mask. Uh, Brock, how you doing? Been good, Josh. Been good. Uh, yeah, figured if he's going to be Lloyd Christmas, I figured I'll just Harry done with it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, is that really his last name? Is now cool and Alex, the man with the can, the man with the plan, my friend, Mr. Alex Cleish, with his customary beer opening of every single episode, the first shotgun. This is our 51st episode. Thank you again, folks, for being here. Let's start with questions from the audience. Uh, our first question tonight is going to Brock Boyd. Who is a question for Brock? I know that there's a lot of deep uh, things that Brock is hiding that people want to know about. Who's got the question? All right, Brock. Oh, back there, back there. What's the question for Brock? If you were to replace grass with something, what would you replace it with? If you were to replace grass with something, what would you replace it with? Fire. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the correct answer. Okay, do we have a question for Alex to open up the evening? Not everybody wants. <laughs> okay, uh, same person in the back. Hi, what's your name, by the way? Uh, Jessica. Hi, Jessica. How are you? I'm doing well. Oh, oh my goodness, she's doing well for the listener at home. Uh, what's your question for Mr. Alex? If you were to own a piranha, what would you call it? If you were to own a piranha, what would you call it? Uh, quite simply, I would just call it Billy. <laughs> Why? A piranha. Is there a reason for that? Yeah. I just, it, it, I feel like Billy the piranha is... Something that sounds friendly. It's a strong name. So when you introduce it to your friends, you're like, hey, this is Billy the piranha. As one introduces their fish to friends. And then you might be enticed to pet said piranha. Is it because that you want this fish to eat meat like you do? Yes. Okay. And uh, a question for Jordan, please. So you're a meat gobbler. <laughs> a question for Jordan. Question for Jordan. Cole, what's your question for Jordan? Um, I like that grass. 
grass question. If you had to replace sex, what would it be? If you had to replace sex with grass, what would it be? Uh, <laughs> if I had to replace sex with grass, um, <laughs> no, that's not the question. If you had to replace sex with something, yeah, grass, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's ass or grass. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Uh, Talk more to that mic. And uh, I guess a question for me. Uh, thanks, Braden. What's the question? <laughs> you're evil. So you're asking if he puts on a sock and a sock and a shoe and a shoe, or does he go sock shoe, sock shoe for the listener at home? Like a maniac. Who does sock shoe, sock shoe? Sociopaths. Is that a thing? I wear, I, uh, I don't know if I've ever gone sock shoe, sock shoe. And I've put on socks most days. <laughs> Prove it. I can't. <laughs> I literally can't. All right, we're off to a strong start. For those of you who don't listen to the show, we start off every show with any old news, and that is the news around the NBA and the basketball world. And that's always hosted by the young man with the can, Mr. Ausklisch. Well, uh, yeah. Do to do. Today, uh, basically, we just got to talk about the NBA season's come to an end. We've got our champion. It's just kind of the in between session, but there's a lot that still needs to be figured out moving forward. Mm -hmm. Like when do we start the next season? So let's just talk about the two possible return dates. The one that's been brought up is I believe December 22nd so that they can have Christmas day games. Yeah. But the players, that's what the owners are pushing for. The players are pushing for a January 18th return. So they get another month off and it would be the NBA comes back on, Martin Luther King Day. So moving forward, which likelihood do you think is going to be the outcome? Uh, for me, I think that generally the, the main reason why the NBA, for those of you who don't know, wants to come back for Christmas Day is that uh, Christmas Day is the NBA Super Bowl day. They have the marquee matchups, the biggest games. You get all-day games going. Special jerseys. Special jerseys for people to buy and to get in their stockings. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's a really fun day. And so the NBA and ESPN want to keep that money flowing in. And that's why at the end of the day, I think it's going to be a Christmas startup is because the amount of money on the table that they're going to be missing out by coming in a month later uh, would really affect the revenue sharing. It would affect players' salary caps moving forward. And the the 2021 summer is Jonathan Tutacumbo and a bunch of other marquee players coming out of the free agency market. They don't want the cap for teams to have a big dip going into a summer where they're looking for a large signing. And I think that's a way that they can kind of convince players uh, to stick it out and to come back early in the season. It is tough because December 22nd is less than two months away. That's a really quick turnaround time. They're looking at a November 18th draft, I believe, and November 25th and free agency or something like that, which is a wicked quick turnaround. And, and with that too, right, like Dan, LeBron hasn't come out right and said it, but he's the most important player in the NBA at the moment. And he said he's the most important player in the and NBA. He, <laughs> and he has decided, well, not decided, but his teammates have said, oh, well, if it is a December start, he'll probably just take the first month off. And it, what NBA franchise, the Lakers, especially anyone, if your star player is like, well, I'm going to take the first month off. He's are, not going to miss Christmas. Are you going to say no? 
And, and that's why I think that whatever they do is going to be something that's resolute for both players and the organizations. Like they're not going to be doing something where they're not in unison. They're not going to have star players sitting out the first month. So I think an MLK day return is the most likely just out of the fact that like, if you have players uh, that already voicing that they don't want to come back, I think it, that it becomes pretty clear and obvious after that. Yeah, if it was up to the players, but it's ultimately up to the owners. And I think that money is what drives the league, and they lost a ton of money. So I think that they're going to force it. But I don't think you can force those guys to play. You can't force LeBron to suit up. You can't. You think Kawhi is going to be playing? No, but you can, you can cut their paycheck. Right, but a lot of those guys that are in that star and have the influencing factor, they don't care about their paychecks. They care, they care about what they want to do because at the end of the day, they're making so much money. Are you saying that LeBron James is financially stable? I think so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so are you All saying right. LeBron would sit out for the Christmas Day game? Can you get closer to the mic? <laughs> yeah, how's this, Josh? I can get closer if you want. Perfect, thank you. We can do some ASMR now. I like this. Can turn on one sound. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's fastly becoming a thing for us. <laughs> yeah. We, we don't really know where our NBA podcast fits, but we're pretty sure we're going to be the first ASMR NBA podcast. Just little dribbles and like foot squeaks in the background. But you'd be surprised at the amount of people that actually turn on the internet strictly to watch people eat food with a microphone near their mouth. Oh, I would not be shocked at all. Heard someone eat a pickle on a mic? My God. Episode it is something to hear. Well, you do have a long distance girlfriend. Does that help? No comment. But yes. <laughs> so at the end of the day, um, I believe it's going to be a December start. Brock, what was your final say? I, do you guys think that LeBron and the other uh, marquee players are going to not play, let's say if it starts on the 22nd, that they're not going to play on Christmas, like the marquee matchup, the one that everybody wants to be in? Like you say, if LeBron decides to take the first month off, he's still got to be in that game. Well, may, maybe the outcome would be, too, that he, like these star caliber players are taking a lot of load management days, like we've seen with Kawhi do in the past. Right, so maybe the first month there's a lot of load management games, but yes, I would say the Christmas Day games, they would want to suit up. Why wouldn't they? It's a big game, it's a big day, and it's a marquee matchup to kickstart the season. It's not an awful idea, but the players need rest. And it'd be a good way to make up some revenue with those uh, Christmas Day jerseys. I, I just think it's a good And out of any major sports league where the rich old white men make decisions, the NBA has the most power with the players actually having power and a voice and able to create action in terms of how they can actually influence and sway those decisions. So if those guys decide that, yes, we need to make our money back and we need those marquee matchups, I don't think it, it's going to matter because at the, at like the NBA stars control the league. It's been like that for the last 20 years, and I don't see it changing. How do you feel about rich old white men? <laughs> I love them. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'm not a fan. Not a fan of rich old white men. Uh, speaking of civil war, the election starts in a few days. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? You looked at your book like you had something for that one. No, I just. Uh, it's my way of I can't see the audience, so it gives me something to look at because yeah. the lights are so bright because we are stars up here. Uh, and since he can't see the audience now, he crossed out all the bits about his dad and just replaced <laughs> one with a civil war joke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Alex, what else we got? Um, so I guess let's let's talk a little bit more about rather than 
the the coaching staff because I know you guys are not going to know that much about the coaching staff of the Brooklyn Nets. But Steve Nash has taken over as the head coach. He now has Mike D'Antoni, Mike D'Antoni, as well as Amari Stoudemire rounding out his coaching staff. So it's basically the Phoenix Suns from a decade ago. So let's talk more about what the coaching staff and what the Brooklyn Nets might look like for this next season with that coaching staff. So, Brock, what, what, do, you, what do you think is going to be the Brooklyn Nets? Is it going to be a seven seconds? Seven seconds or less, baby. <laughs> let's keep it running. Let's keep it gunning. We're looking for threes, layups, and dunks. That's all we're looking for. If you're taking a mid-range, you're being sold. So we're still, tar- we're still talking. You're, you think it'll still be the Houston Rockets, though? Like the same idea. To yes. a degree, I, I don't know. I feel like it'd be more like a uh, 2016 Cavs situation where you have Kyrie handling the ball most of the time. You're going to have to give it over to Durant. Uh, there's some good players on that team, but I think they're going to be losing a lot of touches. That's, Josh? That's a fair point. No, uh, at the end of the day, I don't think that any of us can truly speak to this in the same way that maybe uh, one of the NBA's marquee coaches can talk about the coaching system. So for that, I would like to welcome to the stage our first guest, Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau, where are you? Oh, right here, everyone. Yeah, if you could come up, please. Welcome to the stage, Tom Thibodeau. Welcome Tom Thibodeau to the stage. Let's make some noise for Tom Tibby. For those of you who don't know, Tom Thibodeau is an ex-NBA coach of the year. He has coached the Chicago Bulls, and he has, uh, through his rigorous practice program, led to uh, the destruction of many players' knees, including Derrick Rose's. That was one of your best accomplishments, was destroying his uh, ankles and knees. And uh, Joaquin Noah's... uh, Joaquin that too, uh, his follow-through. Uh, Tom, what do you think about the Nets coaching situation? Yeah, just going uh, off what I know, because I'm a, an expert in all this, you know. Um, and he's absolute garbage. <laughs> I'm going I'm I'm to be blunt. Okay. It's, it's pretty trash. You, you, so you, you don't believe that Steve Nash should be the head coach of the Nets? No, nope, it's just white, white privilege. And I can't always say it myself, because I'm white too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... it's, it's yeah, that that's disgusting. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> How do you feel about the reunion of Amari Stoudemire, Mike D'Antoni, and Steve Nash getting together? Is it is it a beautiful thing? Is that something that you would like to see happen in the future with Derrick Rose, say, coaching, and you going and being an assistant under him? Uh, Derrick Rose can shove it, all right? I know I get a lot of heat about the whole knee and ankle <laughs> thing, and I, just, I don't want that. I want, I want to put that to rest right now, okay? I did not do that. I, that. He crippled his knees, and he got 50 points, and everyone got happy, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you most looking forward to crippling on the New York Knicks as you currently coach them? Um, I just want to keep uh, Durant down, you know. I think Durant's on the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Oh, he's not on your team. Sorry. sorry. That's okay. That's okay. It's the offseason. Yeah, no, it's the, the orange got to me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... I, you know what? If I, it's a nice little Cinderella story, for sure, you know. I like it. You I like know, it. Yeah. I don't like it, actually. I love it. Thank you, Dave. Um, You are known as a defensive specialist. What type of defense do you see being successful for a team that is uh, geared around two offensive superstars in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant? How do they uh, supplement their uh, offensive output into a defensive stance? 
Mm, I'm not actually worried about defense. You know what? I think an offense, our shooting power is going to take care of itself. Again, you're not coaching the Brooklyn Nets. I'm just asking, though. Like, I'm going to get that spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off my damn woods. All right, fair enough. Folks, you heard it here first. I was a double-double exclusive. Tom Thibodeau to be the next coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, any final questions, guys? Or uh, Well, uh, for, for any old news, I'd say uh, that's about it. All right. Well, perfect. Thank you so much. To, oh, you have one? Yeah, one last question. Who do you think you are? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Tom Thibodeau. Thank you so much. Uh, Brock, I think you have to go as well. Uh, you have to go to the bat is the engagement we need from the audience right there. That was the lively stuff that we love to see. Yeah, we here. appreciate that you guys got excited when it wasn't one of us speaking. Uh, <laughs> so thank you so much for that. Brock, seriously, you got to go. Uh, all right. Fuck you. Um... So we do enjoy having guests on this podcast. Uh, this offseason or this postseason, the LA Clippers had a historical descent uh, at the end of the year. They were expected to be NBA champions or at least challenging for that. They didn't even make it out of the final eight. Uh, and their star player, Kawhi Leonard, was the most disappointing player in that series. He has extra large hands, and to keep those hands alive and to bring the championship to Toronto, he brought in his special coach, Guy Lamain, uh, all the way from Quebec. And so I would like to invite to the stage Kawhi Leonard's special hand conditioning coach, Guy Lamain. Guy Lamain, come on out. All right, you did nothing to change your appearance, uh, but I... I <laughs> uh, no. No, we're not allowed to show... We're not allowed to show tits on Twitch. Hello, Guy Lemay. How are you? Well, good man. How you guys doing again? It's good to see you, guys. Welcome back to the show, Guy. <laughs> it's good to see you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> the last time we spoke to you, you sounded like you were from France, but it sounds like you've been uh, quarantining in Mexico. How has your quarantine been going, Guy? Argentina, actually, but no, it's been good. All right, fair enough. So the, uh, the Clippers, as I was just talking about, they just had an unceremonious exit from the playoffs. What part of Kawhi's hand conditioning did he lose while he was in the NBA bubble? He lost none of it. Guy was on his top level. Uh, Paul George is a bum. Okay. Did you try to do anything? It's hand Paul George's fault. He needs my strength handling. Okay, that's a that's a. So, could you please run us through two or three of your uh, old retro drills? Maybe as an audience, we have an entire audience here. What do you do for Kawhi Leonard? How do you build up his easy, Alex? Can I get your hand? All right, start off with 50 high fives. Put some effort in. Good, good. <laughs> Watch out for that. Uh, then you will go off to um, snaps. You go for every finger. Not at once, stupid. Everybody. Okay, yeah, sorry, you're right, you're right. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> and third and finally for this bit. Uh, <laughs> for this bit? <laughs> I like to do um, <clears throat> finger crunches individually. One, two, three, four, five. All right, switch. One, One two, three, four. Work the individual fingers, you'll feel it. Fair enough. I feel the burn for sure. 
Sanders. Yeah. That's way my favorite. <laughs> it feels good. <laughs> oh, gee, we missed you. How important uh, are the hands when it comes to basketball? That's one of the stupidest questions I've ever heard. <laughs> are they important for baseball too? Huh? Oh, I don't know. Come on, Josh. Think about it. Stupid. <laughs> uh, very, very important. Very. So I, I do have a question for you, Guy. Uh, with the with the Clippers having a a pretty f- big failure of a season by not even making it to the finals, who are you putting your blame on within the organization and why? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Paul George, fuck him. <laughs> Guy's a straight up bum. He played maybe two good games our whole playoffs. We were up 3 1. We had to coast. Coast, baby. Coast. Jordan, any questions? Yeah, what's your recommendation for uh, Taco Tuesday since you've been low key chilling in Mexico for what seems like eight years? <laughs> Actually, my favorite spots are now Los Angeles. It's crazy. It's popping off. <laughs> <laughs> so, your recommendation is a city? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Josh, this might be a, this might be a good time for a random fan question. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Dallas, what was your question that you had for Guy Lemire? Or anyone else? Or anyone else? Jessica was really good at questions. Jessica, do you have a question for Guy Lemire? For those of you at home, if you had to pick one type of alcohol for the rest of your life, but there was always one tablespoon of mayonnaise in it, what alcohol would you choose for the rest of your life? And how does that just immediately come to your mind? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a better question. <laughs> so is the mayo like a chaser, or is it all mixed in? It's mixed not? in. She was, she was very deliberate in the way that she said. She says there's a tablespoon of mayo in there. You can also chase with a tablespoon of mayo, I'm guessing. That's up to you. <laughs> Boy, really paint me into a corner. Oh, Tequila, fuck it. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Tequila, man. Hey, hey Guy, I can't wait to do more nose beers with you in, uh, in Mexico, baby. That went about as bad as I could have hoped. <laughs> All right, uh, Brock, you can just, like, walk back. You didn't trick anyone. <laughs> it works a lot better when it's in... Uh, audio medium i didn't think through being on stage all right it's our last segment guys the nba season is potentially coming up in uh, less than two months if it does start on the december 22nd day we know nothing about what's going on with the draft there have been no swaps right now um there, see you guys no agency signings there has been nothing getting ready for the nba season but i want to hear your most bold prediction for the next season i want you to back it up and i want you to just be very direct and honest about what you think um brock since you fucked off for the last 10 minutes you can go first i think the mavs make a push they get one more if not star very high caliber player and they make it to at least the uh conference finals Oh, what's that? Bold prediction. <laughs> All right. That was two. Two? Two bold predictions? How is that two? You said one trading. Trading. For, they, I said one sentence. Because they trade, they get another key player, marquee player in, and then what I said next. Saying LeBron James played really well and the Lakers won a championship isn't saying two things. That is. Okay. 
But that's not bold. LeBron always plays well. Uh, yeah, Josh. They wouldn't have won without Anthony Davis getting the MVP. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> a lot of Miami Heat players were injured. I already spoke to that. Um, and I stand by what I said. We can't go into a time capsule and see what happened if Bam Adebayo and Gorgon Dragic weren't injured. Um, so, so you stand by it, is what you're saying. Oh, Schrodinger's cat. Uh, <laughs> Schrodinger's Anthony Davis, frankly. We don't know whether or not he would be an MVP. Uh, what is... Sorry, this is a... Uh, why am I checking my phone while we're live? That was really rude of me. Um, Alex, what's your bold prediction? Uh, my bold prediction, I was I was kind of thinking of it. We talked about it a little bit. So I think I'm going to come at you with two because one might not be as bold as I think it is. Okay. Uh, the one that might not be as bold as I think is I don't think the Milwaukee Bucks make the finals this next year. Okay. Was that two predictions right there? I, I just can't tell anymore. That one is one. Okay, cool. And I <laughs> think the Brooklyn Nets make the finals. Of the NBA Basketball Association. Yeah, of the league they play in, Josh. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Snap. Uh, Jordan? Well, I was going to, I guess I'll just continue rolling on this Brooklyn Nets train. Uh, I think that the Brooklyn Nets, Nets become a failure and they blow up the team uh, in terms of the coaching staff and some major player is gone. Okay, uh, what's going to happen to the Brooklyn Nates? Like Harris you, really, The Nates. Yeah, uh, you led me on there. I'll yeah. About them first. Oh, I'll lead you on all <laughs> night, baby. We're talking chocolate, strawberries, whipped cream, and hot wax. <laughs> this is a hot mic. And what we know about hot mics is that you encourage them to have sexual rendezvous with other partners. Ooh, good artwork. Hot wife. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Brooklyn Nates, you heard it heard here first. No one else has ever called them that. The coaching <laughs> staff is gone. They don't make the finals. I even say second round exit or worse. Bold. I don't think a second round exit is that bold. Well, you for your major bold pick said that they're going to the finals. Like, Which is pretty bold after they barely made playoffs. With none of their players. Karis LeVert's a stud <laughs> in training. Okay, that's enough airtime for Brock talking about Karis LeVert. <laughs> uh, my bold prediction is um, the election next week is going to actually play a part in pushing the season back, and it's going to take a little bit while because you can't really like travel for games when there's a civil war going on. Um, so look forward to that doomsday report. Uh, this has been really fun and positive. I'm realizing that but that's like 50, 50. That's like, if Donald Trump wins, right? Make America great again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> are you going on record saying that you are pushing for Trump in this election? Alex? I'm literally wearing a mega hat. No, no you're, you're not. not. You're not. You're <laughs> <literally> not. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, no, <laughs> no. But it, it, I mean, it'll be fun to watch it unravel. It'll be yes. fun to watch the world burn. 
this I'm not excited to watch the world burn. But on that note, that is our 30-ish minutes. Uh, really quickly, thank you guys for showing up to the first Double Double live podcast. As always, Bill Simmons and the folks at The Ringer, we want to play you guys in a 4-on-4 four four game of basketball. It didn't happen with the starters, so why would it happen with you? I don't know. But I would like for that to happen uh, just because I want to touch Bill Simmons. Uh, he is my favorite. You would 100% stroke him. You would. You love him. I do. There's a lot of people I love that I don't. Bill Simmons, I have a hot life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much to Alex and Brock and Jordan. We're going to be back up on stage in a few minutes to do some time with the spare bedroom. But before we get to that, we've got some spaghetti cooking video. Uh, <laughs> cooking with a Bastard by Eric. It's supposed to be funny. So Supposedly. Allegedly. Uh, thank you so much for the first live. Thank you guys so much. Woo!